We were very focused on the Raptors parade and the celebration of the uh, Raptors victory as the 2019 NBA championships. And then, unfortunately, after that, very focused on the shooting that happened at the south uh, east corner of Nathan Phillips Square. Well, go figure. Mayor Tory was handing Kawhi Leonard the keys to the city of Toronto. Um, that a lot of us did not focus on um, what was going on in Quebec. And what is going on in Quebec is they passed a new law, and this new law is uh, focuses on religious symbols. And it's been on the books less than 24 hours. People have been already protesting it. Uh, basically, it will bar public school teachers, police officers, and government lawyers, among other civil servants, in the position of uh, authority from wearing religious symbols while at work Already, the National Council of Canadian Muslims and Canadian Civil Liberties Association has filed a motion in Quebec Superior Court asking for an injunction and that the law be declared invalid. Noah Mendelson Aviv joins us right now. She is a quality program director for the Canadian Civil Liberties Association. Welcome to the show, Noah. Hi, thank you. Uh, tell me a little bit about the suit that you guys are uh, launching and you filed. Yeah, no, the, the way you described it is exactly right. The law banning religious symbols is uh, unconstitutional, and we've asked the court to uh, strike it down as invalid. And at the same time, we've also filed an application asking the court to suspend its implementation because the moment that law is implemented, a lot of people are going to be affected and very seriously harmed this is the court challenge is being filed on behalf of a woman uh, by the name of Ikra Norel Hawk. She's an education student and a Muslim, and she is not going to be able to work in Quebec's public school system unless she removes her hijab. Well, that's right. So um, she is, Ishrak is one of the three applicants. The other applicants, as you mentioned, are the National Council of Canadian Muslims and the Canadian Civil Liberties Association, um, which is my organization. So we have all come in together to challenge the law, each of us coming from a different perspective. But on this law, we have the same perspective. It's discriminatory. It is wrong. It is unconstitutional. And uh, Itrak is one of many students. Um, there, was a, there was a young Sikh woman who attended the press conference that we held yesterday at the Montreal Courthouse and talked about how it felt to graduate on Sunday morning and on Sunday night, have the law passed late at night and discovered that she would not be able to become a teacher in her given profession that she had just graduated from that day. The way many people look at this law is that the Quebec government has legalized religious discrimination, but there is a significant hurdle. So, you know, if you if you talk about the fact that the, that the Quebec government has legalized religious discrimination, you think, okay, well, this is going to be thrown out in court. There is a big hurdle that you guys are facing. Can you get into that? Uh, sure. The, um, the Quebec government, when they, the, the, the National Assembly, when they passed the law, invoked the notwithstanding clause, uh, which is a constitutional override that says that even though the law is discriminatory and may violate charter rights and recognizes that it violates charter rights, they're passing the law anyway. That's something that our charter provides for. The Quebec, uh, the province of Quebec also has its own quasi-constitutional document called the Quebec Charter of Human Rights and Freedoms. And it, too, guarantees the rights to freedom of religion, to equality, to all those values that Quebecers hold dear, that Canadians hold dear. And so they had to invoke a notwithstanding clause to try and override the Quebec Charter as well. And so that's the challenge, and that's why the focus of our litigation is not on the equality 
rights that have been violated so badly here, the freedom of religion rights have been violated, we focused on other constitutional rules and principles that this law goes against and why other reasons why it's invalid because our constitution is bigger than the charter. The charter is one piece and they have tried to override the charter, but they can't override the whole Canadian constitution. So what are you going to be your major, major arguments? I mean, they're, they're quite uh, legal and technical, but they go to things like um, the question of vagueness and the ability to apply the law. They go to the question of who has the power to make rules around religion and enforcing religion, or in this case, non-religion, because as you say, this is a religious discrimination law. Um, they go to questions around um, what the courts have called the constitutional architecture and whether it's possible to push minority groups right out of the public sector. And and, um, and we've argued that that too violates basic constitutional principles and changes the constitutional architecture in a way that's impermissible. There is a concern that this passing of the law will further incite people uh, to... A lot of people are saying that they have been the subject of several several um, incidents where they've been targeted because of their you know what they're wearing their religious symbols uh, one woman was talking about how she was refused to be picked up by a bus are you hearing more about uh, incidents like that in Montreal and in Quebec in general yes absolutely there, there, uh, we understand that there's been an uptick in hateful incidents all the way from uh, verbal harassment through to physical violence against people who wear visible religious symbols, and I think in particular against women who wear the hijab and the niqab. So what you have is you have a government law that essentially says people who are visibly religious in certain ways uh, are, are not really welcome or wanted in the public sector, and maybe by that they mean in the province. And that's the messaging that's coming across. And, uh, and that messaging is being received by people who are then translating it and, and taking action in their own hands. I've heard a lot of people... It, sorry, Noah, go ahead. No, no, that's okay. I've heard a lot of people trying to justify it by saying, oh, yeah, you shouldn't be able to wear a crucifix when you go into your place of work. Yeah, I, it's funny. I've, I've never heard anybody say that before, but I've certainly heard people talk about the hijab and the niqab mm-hmm. because I think there is an element here of who it is that's being targeted. People have worn crucifixes and little crosses for, for decades in Quebec. And I don't think anybody ever thought that the quiet revolution in Quebec that tried to push out the power and the control of the church meant that individuals couldn't have their own religious beliefs. And there are many religious people who work in the public sector in Quebec, and they have strong religious beliefs, but they don't happen to believe that they have to wear a particular kind of religious symbol. But those who wore crosses were never never considered a bother or a disturbance until now. Well, and that's that's the case. They're just saying, well, it's everybody. Come on, you can't you can't wear a crucifix. It's it's a very easy thing to lean on when you're trying to say, well, it has nothing to do with us being uh, anti, you know, uh, Muslim. Yeah, I think we have to look at the reality about who's being targeted on the streets and what the discourse sounds like. And I think we have to recognize as well that there are all sorts of times where we've had issues as a country, as a society with different groups. You know, there was the time that we were concerned about, well, concerned about is a, is a, is a very generous interpretation. There was the Chinese head tax, and I'm sure they had the justifications for it at the time. And there was the denial of the Kamakata Maru, uh, which, you know, kept out a boatload of people from India. And I'm sure there were justifications for it at the time. And the time where, uh, you know, the Canadian government decided that they weren't going to let in Jewish refugees from Europe during the Holocaust. And so they sent them back to Europe. 
And again, you know, they have their they have their justifications. But really, what we're talking about is the government saying to people, "We're going to tell you." I mean, it, it's so absurd. We're going to tell you what you can and cannot wear at work, and we're going to do that in the name of some vague, you know, vague justification that's going to seriously violate people's individual rights to believe and to practice. And these are values that Canada has always taken very seriously. We believe that people are all equal in dignity and in worth. We believe that people should be able to practice and observe the way that they want to. And if your practice involves going to church every day, that's that's your business. And if your practice involves wearing a cross, and if your practice involves wearing a scarf on your head, you know, who is the government to come in and tell people that they can't do that? You have a legal fight on your hands in Quebec. How do you feel about uh, your chances here to, to overturn this law? We feel very confident. We have, you know, it's obviously it's going to be up to the courts and they're going to make the decision. But we have a very strong case and we have an excellent legal team who's acted for us. They, they had to work flat out over the weekend. The law was passed with amendments late Sunday night. So changes had to be made to our application. Um, we have Catherine McKenzie and Olga Redko from the very reputable firm of IMK in Montreal, and they have done a phenomenal job. They represented us as well, together with the National Council of Canadian Muslims, when we fought the Niqab ban bill that came in just a couple of years ago. And in that case, we also said that the law was unconstitutional, and we also said that we needed to suspend its implementation, and we were successful in getting the stay, and the rest of the case was never heard because this new law came along. How so we're, we're feeling, yeah, we are feeling confident and, and we'll wait to hear what the courts have to say. Is there any question in your mind that the Quebec government might be sending out a message to the world with passing this law? You know, it's, it's hard for me to speculate about what's in their minds, but whether they mean to or not, they are certainly sending out a message to their own population and their own population is not entirely with them. There are many, many, many people in Quebec who oppose the law, who have come out to protest their organizations who've taken up acts of resistance. No, we won't turn over information. No, that's discriminatory. We won't enforce it. There are resistors out there. There are protesters out there, uh, you know, native-born Quebecers, not that it matters, who feel that their law is is wrong and a violation of what, what they as Quebecers stand for. And CCLA is there to support them and to support those acts of resistance in the name of the human rights of every person. No, I want to thank you for your time and and bringing this to our attention because yesterday, as I said, was a very busy day in the city of Toronto, and this is a a very important topic that we touch on. So thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. Well, thank you so much for having me, and I agree it it is an important topic. It's a a dark day when we have a law passing a discriminatory bill, so I appreciate you giving it some time today. Thank you. Have a great day. That is uh, Noah Mendelson-Aviv. She's the Equity Program Director for the Canadian Civil Liberties Association, talking about the new law that will be challenged by her and other groups on religious symbols that have been banned in Quebec for uh, just under, just a little over 24 hours. And I wanted to make mention of the fact that uh, it's... um, it is concerning. I think this is a Canadian story, and I think it's very important that we focus on this uh, here. My worry is is that Quebec just sent out a message to the world, and the world uh, is, is getting the message, and that is, uh, by the way, if you're looking for some place to come, just avoid Quebec. Is my worry... Go everywhere else. Just avoid Quebec. And you wonder how long till other places adopt that. 